back in Taco Tuesday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams. I'm along with Danny Bailey and Alex Becker today. Danny, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Two days in a row. Three-man pod. I Love appreciate it. that. The boys, the boys are back. The boys are listen, back. I thought the podcast was really good yesterday. Sometimes, like, if I have time, I'll go back like, and just listen a little bit. And then sometimes I, like, I won't. Yesterday I went back and listened. It was good. It was funny. It's like, you know, it's like we're we care about these teams. Mm-hmm. There's like some emotion there. Sometimes like we don't know how to handle it. We're sometimes we get pissed. I love you on Twitter sometimes. Oh, I get so worked <laughs> I know. up. Yeah, I don't know why I let them affect me like that. Still, I keep saying that it, that they're not going to, but I can't help uh, it. I just we're love pa- this. Yeah, team. we're passionate. Well, it is. It is like the passion that. comes out. Passion bucket. Yeah, I don't want to be like I don't want to like name names. Eric Goodman. Like, he's like, he's jaded from it. Like, he does no Well, motion. he just covers the team. He doesn't root for teams. Yeah. He roots oh, for yeah. players. I'm, I'm, the, re- I'm the resident the Broncos fan on the yeah. show. I'll wear, like, an occasional jersey. I'm not, like, a big jersey guy. I have a wicked collection of stuff and vintage stuff. I'll wear the occasional jersey. And Eric one, was, one day was like, another man's name on your back. I'd never wear on a guy's jersey. And I was like, what do you you know what we do here, right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, Rush Limbaugh's dead. I think they need somebody <laughs> to try to fill that void. I was just like, I don't know. It's just like no fun league, dude. Yeah, you know? yeah. And like, we're friends. Take it a, some people take it a little too seriously. It's, it's more fun if you just enjoy it. And I can't run from it. It's yeah. like the Broncos are down. I'm down. I want them to be successful. They're a poop product. I am embarrassed by it. If they're on top, man, I'm going to be as proud as ever. The Peyton Manning-led Broncos, I think those are some of the greatest football teams of all time. LA 97-98 Broncos, I mean, it's like that's that's the standard that we kind of have to live by. Jeff standard. I know. Jeff Gersh, who we do the radio show with, just left. He's a Vikings fan. So it's like... We did. He's on cloud nine. He is on cloud nine, but also like we did a thing today. I was like, "Who's better, the Cowboys or the Vikings?" And he was like, "The Cowboys." Oh. And it was just like this that like, defense. It's this. That's who that fan base is. Yeah. When you've never reached the mountaintop, and even like your greatest teams have found a way to kind of fall short. Yeah. That's you're that like a loser's mentality. They no Vikings fans have put up with a lot of heartbreak. Do Broncos fans have they adopted? absorbed or have been forced to accept a loser's mentality or do the Broncos is Broncos country. Is that why maybe we act the way we do won't settle for mediocrity and kind of almost will force a franchise's hand to move on. Is that, is that what, 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 what is it? It's been enough time where we're losers. Are we losers now, Alex? Yeah, we are kind of a laughing stock now. I mean, should yeah, we feel that like way. that? Yeah. Well, Alex makes a good point. The team is a laughing stock. Everybody's making fun of Russ, but at the same time, it's like the the losing culture. I think ends with the team. It's like Justin Simmons, who has been on all all these losing teams. He's a great player, one of the yeah. best safeties in the league, but all he's done in his NFL career with the Broncos is lost, and so he didn't get to experience those good times that the fans yeah. still harken back to. The fans believe that they're still winners. I think, and that, I think that that's kind of the dichotomy. There is hard because when you have a crap season like this one, yeah, you've heard me say it a million times. The Broncos are a legacy brand. Yeah, they're a crown jewel kind of NFL franchise. That's powerful. 
We have three Lombardi trophies. There's many, many, many franchises who have zero. We actually did we have this eight was, Super Bowl appearances. That's like second most all time. No doubt about yeah. it. And there's like a stretch here. Again, you like what I call like modern Broncos football. That's like the arrival of L.A. Pat Bolin buys the team the next year. Yeah. And in, and you could even go to um, – that's 82 and 83, in 84, it's 83 and 84. You can go back to 1977 even when they went to the Super Bowl against the Cowboys, their first Super Bowl. That's the the rise and the start of the Orange Crush, the Billy Thompsons and the Louis Wrights and the Gratishars, guys like that. So, I mean, I mean, since like 1970s, the Broncos came to existence in 1960. They were a poop franchise. They were never winners. Floyd, they hung their hat on Floyd Little. He's like the first Bronco, the first Hall of Famer. But, you know, again, it was it was lean times. But once the late 70s rolled around, the Broncos, from that point on, up until literally five or six years ago, all they've done was win at a high, high level. And even in the lean years, like the year they were down pre-Elway, where they didn't draft number one that year, they had to trade for Elway. Like the next year, Elway, that year, Elway, as a rookie, is lining up behind the guard instead of the center. And it's like one of these moments. Elway gets benched that season. The next season, the Broncos won like 11 games. It's like, even if they had a down year, they bounced back rather kind of quickly to be to be great. The numbers speak for themselves. The Broncos are a really great, proud franchise. And when the going gets tough and the tough gets going, maybe that's the best thing. If there's anything that the Broncos like have going for them or to hang their hat on is that, well, it's a really proud, great franchise that we know will find the mountaintop again. Because I can't say, Russ is going to be better next year, guys, because this. And I can't say, well, the talent's going to get better. They're going to sign all these free agents. Well, who'd want to come in for that? And I can't say, well, they're going to get a new head coach, and he's going to be great because they played themselves out of the Sean Payton, you know, category of, well, Sean Payton would want to come here and work with Russ. So it's like... They don't got a lot going for themselves, except that, like, ultimately, they're the Denver Broncos. Yeah. It's the history. It's like with the Yankees. And that means something. The Yankees had all those down years, but the fans were always like, oh, 27 rings. Yeah. And they've always been like that. And it's not to that level with Broncos fans. Maybe I'm saying that because I am one, and I don't see myself as that kind of obnoxious fan. (laughs) And also, like, I I was just a toddler. When Elway won. Yeah. I only really have the Peyton Manning Super Bowl okay. that I can claim. Sure. But that's still a hell of a lot better than a lot of other teams. Dude, the 55 touchdowns, 5,500 yards. Peyton Manning, the signing of the greatest free agent probably yeah. in the history of professional sports, um, which which um, somehow transforms along the way into the no-fly zone. I mean, like, yeah. what a four years that those was. Those four years. I think they, they beat the Chiefs all every single time in all those four years, and now we can't beat the Chiefs at all. Well, It's uh, like um, a 180. So... They might mess around. It's and beat a four-year span. One of these last two I games think, against them. I think there's a span where the Patriots. So. I hope there was a span where that. the Patriots won um, three Super Bowls in four years. I think yeah. like maybe the Steel Curtain did it. Um, no team in NFL history has won three straight Super Bowls. That's why everyone wanted Elway to come back for that one last hurrah. Yeah. And that's why Mike Shanahan was like, okay. Bobby Brister will play the road games. You could just play in the home games and in the playoffs. I mean, like, they, like they're trying to do anything to get John to play, but John knew he was kind of tapped and, and washed. But it's, um, the I guess, to 
say what you know, make a point of what you guys are saying. That four years, even though there might have been a four years where like teams won three Super Bowls and two Super Bowls in four years, I wouldn't trade that in for anything. Yeah. I take the titles. one Super Bowl loss. I take the one Super Bowl win. I take the fifty-five touchdowns, fifty-five hundred yards. I take the wild ride of everything that that was from you know Foxy to Kubiak to the mountaintop to Brock Osweiler to the whole thing. I wouldn't trade those four years in for any four years of any other team's success in NFL history. I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't because it's Peyton Manning. It, it was, was incredible. Like, yeah, every I mean, game was like, like must watch. You had yeah. it was appointment viewing. Like I couldn't miss a Broncos game. And now it's like uh, now if something better comes on. along, yeah. I I just might. Yeah. Okay, so you know it's like we got. I'm uh, I'm obsessed with Deion Sanders right now. Okay, who's not? I know it's just Ooh. it's just wild. I just Electric. can't get I just can't get enough of it. I'm just like so hyped for it and excited and like feeling it and I'm so happy for see you. Um, that's the one thing the Boulder bubble can't contain. That excitement is, it's permeating the whole state. No doubt about it. Because this is a football town. Yeah. You know, this is a football town. And this town really loves um, the Nuggets in a weird way that I think, like, if they're winning at a high level, people will, like, come out and be, like, lifelong Nuggets fans who have been through a lot of pain and suffering. It's a little bit different with the Avs and the Rockies. They didn't exist till the 90s, so it's just, it's just different. But this is, like, real football kind of, you know, a football, uh, not just town but a region. So um, I just, man, it, what the buffs I think are ascending to, there's no correlation with the Broncos. I mean, like what one has no effect on the other. Is there, we said a guy who, I don't want a guy who can come because we've said that yesterday, who can come and like electrify and change everything for the Broncos fan base. I think it's different in professional football in yeah. professional football because like in college football it's like Dion and then everything you know kind of roots after that. There's so many facets and factors. The head coach is just a part of you know what's going on with the overall product of a of a NFL football team. But um, let me ask you this: John Robinson was the Titans general manager up until today. Derrick Henry is on his watch. Um, who's that safety of theirs? Bayard? Who's that safety of the Titans? Yeah, Kevin Bayard. Bayard? Yeah. Yeah. Special. Yeah. Um, the um, reclamation story and project on Ryan Tannehill yeah. is one of the greatest comeback stories in NFL history. Hmm. Kind of. <laughs> it's a good. Co- it's a great <laughs> comeback story, yes. <laughs> um, there have been some, like, injury se- comebacks. seemingly are- has done a brilliant job. Yeah. Why, why was he fired, and then is he better than George Payton? I mean, George Payton, I think, is still too new to really make to really make a judgment on. That, he's made a, to really evaluate a, for being a new general manager. He's made some big moves. He has made some big. He moves. spent money. Yeah, he's hired a coach. Yep, he traded for Russ. That's a pretty full resume. While it's not extensive and has years in the making, like John Robinson's. Is this a guy who's like, well, he's just better than the guy we have. We should try to make a play on him. I mean, you point to the draft, which is often talked about as one of Peyton's strengths, mm-hmm. correct? Like, yeah. Pastor Tan and Javante Williams and some of the guys that he's gotten later on who have turned into real players, bringing in guys like Baron Browning, Jonathan Cooper, who were a little later in the draft. Like, mm-hmm. Stearns, yeah. St- Caden Stearns, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and P.J. Locke, like, 
he has done well. And I think that because of the epic failure the of biggest- George Pate, of, uh, of, Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson, it's starting to maybe take some of the shine off George Payton. But I think George Payton bounces back from it this next year. And we this is when we really see what he's made of because they're down and out. Like you said, this is maybe the darkest time in Broncos history. Okay. And we th- we came in with such high hopes yeah. that it sucks right now to be a Broncos fan. But if you don't have hope as a sports fan, you have nothing. Alex, let me ask you this. Is the moves that he made the biggest moves that he made? All the biggest moves. All the wrong moves. Peyton? Yeah. Is the, the three biggest moves are all the wrong moves. And those are... Trading for coach, Russell Wilson, signing Russ, him to the extension, and, and hiring go, Hackett, and he's whiffed on all three of those. Although, like Danny said, he's been great the in the signing draft. of Russell Wilson well, was you, also Okay, okay, that's the third move. Huge okay. I mean, the extension yeah. before he even played a single Here's game what's yeah. was a mistake. Here's yeah. what's worse. And maybe the biggest thing that he can hang his hat on, um, Patrick Sertan has turned into he should have drafted Justin Fields because we'd have the quarterback. We'd Justin have all Fields the would have been out for the year behind this offensive line. I think that Justin Fields is enough of an athlete where you can create something out of nothing because that's what the Bears are. There's only so much, much a guy anything. can do. Uh, well, they've let him loose now, and that he's going and getting 27, 30 plus he's points. He's going a game. off, but, but it hasn't just translated into sh- wins. They have the same record as the Broncos. But he's not a rookie, he's a second year player. Mm-hmm. Look at what Tua ascended to after a few seasons. It doesn't happen overnight. Daniel Jones, another guy. Um, okay, who would you rather? Patrick Sertan or Justin Patrick Fields? Patrick Sertan. Enough. It's, Sertan. it's so stupid. I'll take Fields. No. Because, again, it's the chain of events that comes afterwards. You have Fields, and, and then you have all of your draft picks, and then you essentially try to build around him. And it was, I understand the argument, well, they would have effed him up. Well, they couldn't have won with him. They would have screwed it up. Well, I don't know. The Bears got it really going and figured out. They just have had no choice as their season has gotten to desperate, you know, a desperate place to where, like, they have to just put literally put it all on him, let him loose, let him go do everything. I'm not so sure that Justin Fields is going to be a player. I am sure that Patrick Sertan is going to be a great player. Yeah. Okay? But it's the value of the position. We don't even know. They could. They might have still made the trade for Russell Wilson with Justin Fields. Maybe. Maybe. maybe it wouldn't have cost them as many picks. Or maybe Fields would have been in the deal. Exactly. Maybe it wouldn't have cost them as many picks because they shipped Fields out there. But interesting. But that's it. That's you know again. It's all irrelevant. I'm not like um, Irv used to say. Well, because my house burns down, does that make that his house better or something like that? It never quite <laughs> made sense to me. You know what I mean? But it's like uh, his house burnt down, so that, that doesn't make my house better. Like I don't. It's like you know, it's an old man saying, I guess. I'm not like the type of guy I'd be like, oh, well, if we'd have done this, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Like, I'm not a, trying not to be a jealous guy. You know what I mean? It's just like that's where we're at, where we're at. You can't go back in time. You just got to kind of figure it out and move forward. But that's all I'd say about George Payton is even his most successful move in some eyes, people's eyes, has now turned into, especially if Justin Fields does become the truth, a miss. Because of, again, not all – Great players are created equal. A great, if I have a great corner and I have a great quarterback, 
I'll take the great the, quarterbacks. Yes, that's correct. So that's just kind of it's just that kind of simple, you know, lot, you know, logic of it all. And what you guys said, I like it. And I could like appreciate that, but also when the like it's it's so lean, it's so bad. The times are so tough right now that you're just like desperate for anything else. And of course, you start to think, well, my man, Justin Fields is young and spry, and he's running around, and he's doing all kinds of stuff. He might not amount to anything, and he might just be this kind of guy on a losing team for another year or two until they move in another direction. But that's it. That's just kind of my thought on the whole thing. So, um, Maverick Sports, the Maverick Sports app. Go download it. Go register. Sign up. $750 sign-up bonus of free bets that they'll match. Not a lot of places are doing that. Um, you can go to the website first. Have a look. I like the way, like, the color, the look, the way you navigate, the website, the how easy it is to kind of find the bets that I want. Um, in a game of, uh, man, lots of different books out there, um, the Maverick Sportsbook is like a book I've – like I can win on. We like it. We utilize it, and we want you guys to as well. So go check those guys out. Total Beverage, TotalBev.com. They'll deliver to you. Um, not you know everyone does that. Um, they'll bring it out to your you know curbside. When you go into their stores, though, you feel like man, you know, it's like it's just it's like I don't want to say a liquor store is like a candy store for adults, but man, when you go in there, they got everything you'd ever want. Stuff you know. You know some really high-end fancy alcohol, some, you know, um, drinks that you maybe hadn't seen in a while. Oh, man, going to get a 30-pack of Keystone Natty Light. You know, it's like, <laughs> take me back a little Bush. bit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get you some Boone's Farms. Man, it's just, you know, they're, they're the biggest and they're the best. And we're, you know, happy to be partnered up with those guys. They're really good. So maybe just some kind of final thoughts here. Um, what do the Broncos do from here, and where do they go from here, Alex? The rest of the season? I don't know, man. You tell me. Yeah, I mean, Zach Seegers in the morning brings up every single day how he wants to move on from Russell Wilson at the end of the year. Um, I don't know where they go from here. He's definitely going to be on the roster next year. I don't know. They're st stuck yeah, in such be, a rut. They made such a big investment, and the investment's been a total failure. It'd be pretty improbable. It's gonna, it sets them back a couple years. So. I don't think it'd be cutting him. I think it'd be trading him to the Panthers or to the Giants or, like, a desperate outfit that would maybe think that he then they can revive him. Um, I mean, I don't know if that's possible. Well, but. because the only way you get off the, and can, like, talk yourself into – the dead money you have to pay for is like I'm getting some compensation back. Like, remember when the um, they got like a first round pick or a second round pick for Brock Osweiler, mm -hmm. but they had to pay the rest of his salary. It's just like they essentially bought the pick for like twenty million bucks. You know? Oh, Houston. Yeah. Oh, okay. Remember that? Yeah. Um, I mean, shoot. The only way that the Broncos could you know live with themselves is by getting some compensation back and like convincing yourself why well, basically just paid for the compensation, and that's hard and rare and. All that kind of stuff. Portugal just scored again. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know where they go from here. They're, they painted themselves in such a corner. Yeah. I don't know how or when they're going to get out of this. I mean, it could be a couple well, of years before they're you think, competitive. Danny? I like that. How? What has? Give me an answer for the question, and then, like, how do they fix this? Is this, like, a couple years of proposition of more? Yeah, I think that stories? next year maybe they go 500. And then the year after that, they could possibly, possibly make some noise in the playoffs. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be tough because George Payton has some tough decision decisions to make whether he's going to try to get some value for guys on the roster that are valuable, 
whether he maybe deals more defensive players, which I would strongly advise against, but he's not asking me, you are. So this is what, that's what I would do. Keep the defense together as much as possible. The defense other than is that, something to hang your other hat than on. That, the offense does not have to be. We're not trying to, to come focus, in here and. They need to focus a thousand percent on the offensive line. Yeah. Don't do anything else. I know you've talked about the weapons not being enough, this, that, the other thing. If they're healthy, they're enough. If Ruffs has time, if they can run the ball, yeah. that all starts with the O line. This O line is garbage. I agree. If they with can that. make the O line yeah. a little bit better yeah, I'm next a... year and then a lot better the year after that, they take a huge step forward. And I think Russ maybe can become valuable. I'd again. call myself like a skill guy. And like, I just think that like the big fat so should just go like McDaniel says, do your job. And yeah. Making shit they up. should, but, but some guys can't do that job. It gets to a point where the offensive line is so in shambles. They're the, they're the worst offensive line in the league. And right it's now. like, they got nothing going. I don't have numbers themselves. to back it up. They didn't offer test. Dalton Reisner and Quinn Miners. is like we said, just a dude. He's just a guy. Other than that, Glasgow can go. Garrett Bowles, I hope he's up and we can renegotiate or move on from him or bring him back at a substantially, you know, less of a rate. Um, who else am I leaving off? Cushenberry is a dude. He can go. Um, then right tackle. Yeah, Turner and Calvin Billy Anderson. Billy Turner was like a hope and a dream. Cam Fleming. It was yeah. like a wish and a prayer. Well, Billy Turner, was. it was almost like Billy Turner – and Hackett were like, yeah. those are those are Rogers guys. He ain't even has been. He's a never was. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, so um, yeah. I'm totally with you. And um, sometimes you don't want to have to go into a draft and be like, well, we have to go offensive line. They do. They do. Their first, 100%. That pick yeah. that you hope is. They haven't drafted a lineman in a while. Like a tackle. Not a guard, but a tackle. Well, the 49ers just uh. lost Jimmy Garoppolo. So a lot of people had them going deep in the playoffs, including me. I don't think they can do it with. Brady Purdy, what's his name? Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. I don't think can do it with Purdy. I mean, like they, unless they solve that problem somehow, they're gonna slide. And hopefully, that pick, which I thought was gonna be the twenty sixth or twenty fifth or twenty seventh pick, is gonna be like the sixteenth, seventeenth, and eighteenth. So do we try to do an under the table deal with John Lynch and cut Russ and then have them sign him? That'd be sweet. I was actually if, oh. check this out. Oh. <laughs> if they uh, if they lost Tampa Bay yesterday. I thought there was a chance they'd try to trade for Tom Brady if the Buccaneers season was essentially over. But they're 6-6 six and six now. I'm going to win a shitty division. Well, we're past the trade deadline anyway. That's well, why it would have to be uh, some shady. Yeah, right. There would have to be something shady going on. Well, but the NFL, shady, the NFL yeah. is so shady, so it would be doable. Um, th- that was an incredible comeback by Tom. Unbelievable. I, I can't believe that. Yeah. It was 16-3. I cannot believe how easy he made that look. I said on the show, it was 16 to three. He, he sucked for the first three and a half quarters. Like he was all terrible. he needs is five minutes. Yeah. I guess he was, he was, <laughs> I was in King awful. Super's parking lot. I was listening to the game. Uh, I had fantasy implications. So yeah. I'm trying to get Kamara and uh, to score a touchdown at the point in the game where mm-hmm. they, it wasn't going to happen. And I go into the store. They're down 16 to three. Yeah, I come back. They have the ball back and they're driving, <laughs> and it's sixteen to ten. They're I'm like, down to pull this off. Yeah. I just couldn't believe. But that's why this guy is watching um, the Manning cast was hilarious last night. What were they saying? Oh, they were just like they were just shredding the Saints because yeah. the Saints were just letting him do whatever he wanted. Man, you know Tom is. That's the he got hot there. He was hot at the beginning of the game. Had little, little, you know, they couldn't score any points up at the halftime. Third quarter wasn't looking good. The fourth See quarter, absolutely the heroics. There, yelling and stuff. It was like heroics. Man, and, was, and it's, you know, that stuff's kind of magic. He's and the GOAT. Doesn't only ha- you know, it doesn't happen with anybody, but when it happens with the same guy over and over and over again, man. Um, I don't know. Tom's the greatest. But that's it. That's Broncos Blitz Podcast.
Uh, Danny Williams, what's the Twitter? I'm Danny Williams. Um, Danny Bailey, what's your That's Twitter? That's you. Yeah, the Danny Williams Twitter is at tweets Danny. What's the Danny Bailey Twitter? The Danny Bailey Twitter at d bailey fifty two eighty. Alex, what's your Twitter? Uh, I'm at a Becker Sports. Okay, uh, you know these guys do the podcast with me, but man, they do so much stuff around the station all day long. They make all the radio shows sound great. Um, you know, both dudes have been a part of the radio show. Um, Alex produces it now. You got like, <laughs> I'm gonna say this on the air, so we'll remember this, Danny Bailey. There's been guys, like, who have been in your position at Mile High Sports um, who have, like, gone on and done all kinds of things. But also, when the going gets tough, like we said three times in the podcast, the tough gets going because you're doing the job of, like, two or three guys. I've seen it with the Ronnies and the Zach Foggs and the Panox and all these guys. They can't, like, hang, and eventually they get kind of burnt out. It, you're doing a hard work. It's hard. Well, it helps to have guys like Alex and Andrew who make my life a little bit easier. I'm just saying, every day. though, like, it ain't easy because we, like, we do this. I tell people, like, I do radio because it's a cool job. I yeah. don't, I'm not Jim Benjamin. I ain't on TV. I don't make TV guy money. I just make radio guy money. It's like, I make good money from working two hours a day, but yeah, that's it. So it's like, there's not, it, you do it for, like, the love of it because it's a cool opportunity and you never know where it's going to take you. But you two are, like, young guys who have already, There'd be people like to have killed to have opportunities that you guys had. But just like, man, when you're thinking days where like, I'm not making enough and all this kind of stuff, hang in there because I don't want to be here without you guys is what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay? thank you. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Well, it wouldn't be the same without you either, Dan. Oh, sure. yeah. Thanks, buddy. Goes um, and Cody, too. Um, <laughs> I am Danny Williams for Danny Bailey and Alex Becker. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night.